Hey everyone and welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101 episode number 52. We are basically at the end of the year, the end of 2019. I will try to have a best of the podcast episode that will happen probably next week. But other than that, this is the last interview for the year. 52 episodes, 52 people I have interviewed, and it's been a blessing and a privilege to really reach out and connect with youth leaders, youth pastors, youth ministers, youth experts in the field of youth ministry all around the North American division, even reaching internationally and globally. But as we continue on this journey, I hope to reach even more people. So if this is the stuff that you enjoy, we ask that you subscribe and check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from, you will find this podcast. Feel free to reach me at Instagram on youth mentor. That's youth underscore mentor 101. That's youth underscore mentor 101. And you can reach me there. Feel free to give me feedback. If you want to say, hey, what's up? I'm there for for that as well. So this week, I reached out to Pastor Wayne Jamel, who has a Kickstarter for Daniel Dreamgazer. You can check out his ministry at DanielDreamgazer.com. He is basically using the story of Daniel in a comic book to really engage with youth and young adults today. So I wanted to talk to him about it. So after the ad, check it out. Hey everybody, Eric Jean-Baptiste from Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101 here, and I am talking with Pastor Wayne. How you doing today, Pastor? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's get right into it. Could you give us a, a short bio of, you know, who you are, what you're doing in ministry, what led you to where you are now? Yeah, uh, I was uh, born and raised in church. Uh, my dad is actually a pastor as well. And everybody always said uh, uh, I was going to be a pastor. And I didn't like that. It was very uh, frustrating because I wanted to be my own man. Uh, I, I wanted to be actually an animator. Uh, I like to do cartoon voices. I like to tell stories. Uh, and so I would like do all these uh, like little comic books and tell stories to my brother and my sister. And uh, I just didn't want to be uh, considered, oh, daddy's boy who became a pastor. And it wasn't until later on that I, uh, I was asked to preach at church uh, around 15, 16 that I preached. And it, the, the sermon, I decided I was going to preach differently because I preached before, but I wanted to preach a little different. And so I decided, you know what, what if I took the sermon and then I did it in the way as if I was telling this telling the sermon to my brother and sister. I would always tell stories to my brother and sister using like my voices and stuff like that. And so it would be very highly animated. So I was like, why don't I just do that in the sermon? And so I revamped the sermon and I preached it for that youth week of prayer at the age of like close to the end of 15, early 16. And I preached it and it went really well. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to change career paths and I'm actually going to do the whole pastor thing. This is something I can utilize my gifts for God with. 
And uh, it was, I, later on when I actually gave my life to God, it was a little bit backwards, but later on when I actually gave my life to God, uh, did that calling become more confirmed in my heart? Wow. Wow. Uh, I, I love how you mentioned which what most pastors I think I've heard mention is that they didn't want to be pastors at first. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's not a job where you want to do it. It's, it's, it's definitely a calling. It's something yeah. where God calls you to be one. And, and even then when you get the call, you're like, Oh, really God for real. <laughs> that's, well, that's what, at least what I experienced a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so going on to your love of animation uh-huh. and voices, uh, you have a project that is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about that is uh, coming out very soon. Could you let us know about this project? Yeah, so, you know, when I decided I wasn't going to be an animator anymore and I was going to go into ministry, I still looked at animation and artwork as something that I loved and it was something that I feel could be used for ministry. And, uh, you know, my dad, although he was a pastor, before he became a pastor, he was actually an artist and he's still an artist to this day. And so my whole family is just kind of like an art family. My dad was an artist, my brother is an artist, and I used to be into art uh, and stuff. And so it's just been in the back of my mind as something I still wanted to do. Uh, tell stories through the using art. Um, and so, uh, so you want to know more about basically this project in particular? Oh, or, yes, definitely. Okay, yeah. So, you know, uh, years ago, I was thinking, how can I tell these stories uh, using art? And I decided, you know, what if I just actually drew, drew out the stories and stuff like that, and then told the stories? Because I, I would tell stories whether they were Bible stories or sermon illustrations, I always do it in an animated way. But my brain thinks in like cartoons and stuff like that or, or art. And so it's like, sometimes when I tell you stories, do people always see what I see? And so I wanted to tell the stories that way. Uh, but as I was looking at it and my time, I knew that the amount of drawings I had to do, there just wasn't enough time to do it. So I always knew I had to hire somebody to do the artwork. I would do the storyboards. I would need somebody to actually do the art itself, but hiring artists is a lot of money. So I kind of threw it on the back burner. But then a couple of years ago, I was thinking again, like, how can I uh, do this? And I know that uh, I wanted to do a a Daniel seminar. And I was like, man, Mm -hmm. a Daniel seminar, I don't want to do a Daniel seminar the way everybody always does it. Cause people do Daniel seminars and they barely talk about Daniel. They do like Daniel chapter two, Daniel chapter seven, and they skip like all the rest of it, but there's such mm. good stuff there. Yeah. And, and so I was like, I want to do every single chapter, every single verse. But then I thought if I do it and I tell the story of Daniel, I, if I feel like it needs to have images, like I've, I've done sermon series on math, all of Matthew, all of Mark, all of Luke, all of John, all of the book of Acts. So I'm used to telling the stories of the books of the Bible, hitting every chapter, every verse. But with Daniel, it was such an image, such a visual book that I feel, mm-hmm. I felt I came back to that idea of drawing out the pictures. Uh, and so I, I talked to my brother about it. I was, um, I was actually in the Philippines at the time uh, on vacation that's where my mom is from. 
And so me and my brother in the Philippines started to brainstorm, how can we do this? We did this concept once before. Uh, I did actually the story of Jesus' birth. And that, uh, so we did like a little cartoon version of that, utilizing 50 images, me telling the story. And so we knew that the concept worked. But now for the book of Daniel, we wouldn't target a children audience. We'll target a teenage and young adult audience, which is the audience that's highly missing in our churches today. And utilizing like a comic style artwork can really make a big difference and really be attractive and appealing to that age group. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's really exciting because I think one of the things I've always struggled with when engaging with youth uh, in sermons is uh, what you mentioned, which is, are they seeing what I'm seeing? I, yeah. I, I, when, I, when I preach to young people, I always tell them that. I always like say, you know, close your eyes, yeah. like really visualize it, visualize it. Because I think when we, they, they, they've heard the sermons over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it goes over their head in really putting themselves in that position. Um, yeah. You know, so I, the way I imagine the book of Daniel, ever since I was a kid, I would go to my dad's Daniel seminars and I would be sitting there and I would imagine the scenes and it was like really cool to me. And so I would actually start drawing little pictures while I was a kid. Um, but, and then I would look at some of the images they would do in the slideshow. I'm like, that's not really accurate. Like sometimes uh, they would have like a different animal than what the Bible was describing, or sometimes they would look like a dinosaur or something. I was like, what is that? Yes. So I was like, it's not matching what the Bible is saying. So I wanted something accurate, but I wanted something that looked epic. Because sometimes it was like the, the lion came out of the water, right? And in the picture, it's just a lion just standing there on a rock over the water. I was like, that's not cool. That's not epic. You know, mm. the, so I wanted something to have that level of hype that the Bible has. And so I, uh, I mentioned before how I don't have time to do all these uh, drawings. And that's why I hired my brother. Uh, he's an artist. He's a, that's what he went to school for. He went to Andrews University to study art as well as Atlantic Union College. Uh, and so he studied art and he's, he got way better than it than I. I used to be better than him at one point, oh. but now he's better than me. And, and so, because I stopped, I stopped uh, working at the craft. But my brother is, like a, is super professional with it. In fact, uh, you know, he used to do a webcomic series, but, but uh, that stopped a long time ago. So he's used to doing the comic style art. And so we wanted to join forces, me telling the stories and writing the stories and him putting it to art form. And so I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to release it as a book, because when I did the story of Jesus' birth, I just did it as a sermon. I used the images on PowerPoint and kind of did some motions with it. Uh, zooming in and out and panning and I just told the story with my voices and stuff like that um, and so while working on this series on Daniel we would I would hire uh, some artists overseas to kind of do the flat work for people who don't are not familiar with comic books flat work is basically where somebody prepares the images that were already drawn so that when the artist goes in to color it it already has a base and so one of the guys who's He's not really a Christian. Uh, he used to be a Christian and we hired him to do it. And he said, man, I'm loving this. I didn't even tell him what it, it was about. But when he started drawing out the statue from Daniel chapter two, he was like, he, he sent me a message like, what is this? Like, this looks familiar. 
It's like, I used to go to church. Like, is this from church? It's like, cause the, the style and the storyboards that we're sending him, you know, it wasn't traditionally the way how things would, it, it looked epic. It looked comic bookish. But when he was drawing it, he saw, he kind of remembered some of the images of stuff he would read about in church. And I said, yeah. And I told him the story and he was so inspired. I was like, you have to put this out as a book because not everybody's going to be at your church to hear it. Like, I'm not in your church. I'm not even in America. I'm in England. I want to I be able to read this. So I said, all right, let me actually do a Kickstarter and release it. And let's see if there's an audience that would like to get this in book format. Wow. Wow. Uh, so now... Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out, right? Uh, could you get what? What's the official release date and everything for it? Yeah, so the Kickstarter is out right now. Uh, we released it two weeks ago, and um, and praise the Lord, uh, we've met our goal. So it's definitely going to print. And so, in fact, we're we went past the goal a good amount, actually. Um, we're not where we would like to be, but we're at least at our funding goal, which is enough to print the book. Um, and so the end date is December 30th. Uh, that's for when the Kickstarter will end. And then we'll ha probably have the book offered either on Indiegogo or just on our website, which is danieldreamgazer.com. So, uh, we're, like I said, the Kickstarter will end December 30th. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so going into comic book kind of form and reaching young people that way because i you know this is this is a, a format that teenage teenagers are known to use and, mm -hmm. and read uh very popular uh right now in movies that's what's filling you know things that were on Absolutely. comic book you're all over movies and in films right now uh, how do you feel like this kind of format will be impactful in reaching youth and young adults? Oh man, it's, I feel like it will definitely be impactful. For instance, when I did the, I've done the, the Jesus birth a couple of times already. And so the last time I did it, we, we did a mailer and uh, with the drawing image of, for the flyer. And so we mailed it out into the community and it was the highest attended program we had at the church. Uh, we've done we've done more expensive mailers before and after, and we have not gotten the turnout as just seeing that image of like a drawing and being like live storytelling event. So people are like, "Whoa, what is this? We want to check it out." So I, we have like I said, sometime in this coming year, I'm going to actually do the series live in my church in New York, and I am praying and hoping and I'm confident that people are going to respond to it in a positive way. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I think that uh, with comic books, people are getting more into comic books now than before. I remember when I was into comic books, I don't know, like 10 years ago, mm. and I did a week of prayer comic book themed. And I was thinking as I was doing it, I was like, you know, this is nice, but you know, this is probably going to get dated in a while because like comic book, the comic book excitement is probably going to burn out. And now 10 years later, it's just with Avengers and Endgame. Now people are even more into comic books. It's not going anywhere. That's and so right. people are just wanting this type of stuff. And so like I've showed the, tr like, um, like our, our artwork to, to young adults, teenagers, as well as little kids. And they just get so excited about it. 
And so it's just creating a, a buzz and excitement that I feel that it will appeal to people that are not just Adventists or Christians, but it will appeal to just uh, anybody who likes the comic book genre, which is it getting more and more popular as the years go by. Wow. Wow. Uh, one thing I, I can imagine, because I, I remember, you know, uh, TV shows where there was this bad boy in the classroom and every time everybody has their books up, he has the comic book on yeah. the inside of the textbook. And I'm imagining like that bad, you're thinking that kid is a bad boy now, but it has a Daniel comic book and he's reading about the Bible uh, yeah. in class. You know, um, I remember one day when I was, I wasn't a pastor. I was just, a, I was just another teenager uh, just trying to do evangelism. And we were giving out books in the community. And then one pastor, he came to church and he gave us these comic books, these Christian comic books. And uh, I remember giving this Christian comic book to one of these kids in the community. And it wasn't very, it didn't look like a traditional comic book. It, it was the artwork, I would say, wasn't that great. But just the fact that it was a comic book, you, you know, you've probably given out books before. People yeah. are not always receptive to getting books. Sometimes they are, but not always. Sometimes they're like, what are you trying to evangelize me with? But when yes. I gave that comic book, that kid was so hyped <laughs> to get a comic book that it was just like, whoa, this is something that like, people like, like and want. Now, we're not the first people to ever do a comic book based on the Bible. Uh, however, other comic books that I've read that are from the Bible, um, I feel like they just kind of just tell the story like in facts. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen a couple do it well, but the fact that like we think kind of like in story mode and also we're thinking kind of like um, with my mind thinking about animation, the way how it has to flow, uh, we try to put it in a way that sounds and seems exciting because the story is exciting. You know, um, I feel like some people go to a level where in order to make it exciting, they get biblically inaccurate. And then mm. some people want to be accurate, but they forget to think about the drama behind it. Yeah. Um, for instance, with Daniel chapter one, which is what the first book is about, you know, they are getting captured and brought to Babylon. That is an epic moment to think about what was that like when you get, when the people got captured, when the people were dragged away, what was going through their minds? What were they feeling? What were the emotions that they were going through? Yeah. Uh, and so that, all of that is stuff that's played out in the story. And we thought about it. We were trying to think about the name. We couldn't just call it Daniel or mm -hmm. like, uh, so we're like, what could we call this? And so we, we knew what concept we wanted, which was, the Bible says that when Daniel saw these dreams, uh, he actually saw the dreams. Like, like Nebuchadnezzar was in the midst of a field, right? So he's in the dream, kind of like us. If we have a dream, you don't realize you're dreaming until you wake up, right? Yeah. So you're kind of like in the midst of it. So I'm like, okay, like stuff like Inception, like you're like in the midst of it. So the, when we do the dream sequences, we try to imagine it like that, like they're actually in the midst of the action. So he doesn't just see the beast, like the beasts are around him and, and like it's there, there's a sense of danger. That's why when Nebuchadnezzar woke up, he was scared, right? Because he was in the midst of, a, uh, of this very scary thing of a, of a statue being uh, destroyed by this rock that took over the world. And so we try to imagine like an inception type thing. And so we're like, well, what, what can we call it? So 
well, like gazing into the dream. So dream gazer. So Daniel, dream gazer. So that, yeah, that's kind of like the concept. We're just trying to have a modern, fresh approach, but as, but again, as biblically accurate as possible. So I've done a lot of study on it to make sure it's very accurate, not just from what we believe uh, as Adventists, but also accurate in terms of historically uh, what's taking place and how old Daniel was. People always think that Daniel was an old man, but when you look historically, he was a teenager when he got captured. Yeah. Uh, and things like that, you know? Wow. So uh, it's one thing that I, I, I'm totally agreeing with you in the fact that a lot of times when we hear or we read the stories in the Bible, we gloss over those little minute details that really make the story come alive. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, one question I would ask, if this becomes, which I think it will, a massive success, a hit, and everybody loves it, what would be the next story that you would tackle? Oh, man. Uh, years ago, <laughs> I mapped out all the uh, stories. So I want to do a series called Heroes of the Bible. Wow. Where um, it's going to hit major uh, uh, biblical characters. With the book of Daniel, we're kind of doing all, we're doing a very comprehensive thing. But there's so many other characters. So like there's Moses, there's Elijah. And so there's like these all-star characters. And so I kind of, that one will probably go back to a teenage, a kid, uh, sorry, not teenager, but a kid uh, focus. Um, and so we'll, I'll tell the story of a kid going through school and his challenges. And he always goes back to the Bible to figure out how can he be inspired to deal with the situation. So we'll hit different characters. So we'll probably do about like 10 major Bible characters in a, in abbreviated form. And again, there's so many different, uh, awesome Bible characters like Samson and stuff. So we want to hit all those uh, big characters uh, one at a time, of course. So the first one we did was the life of the birth of Jesus. Now we're going to do Daniel Dreamgazer, which is the first one that we're going to actually release in book format, which, again, I think will be a great witnessing tool when you're going out communities and giving them out. And then later on, we'll do other Bible stories as well and, and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I know that my brother, uh, him in particular, his thesis was actually working on a graphic novel on the life of David as a fugitive. And so that one is called that. I'm not personally working on that. That's one that my brother's personally working on. That's called um, uh, King David and his mighty men of valor. Uh, and so again, we, we have so many ideas. We can't do all of them at the same time. So we're just kind of hitting them one at a time and, and stuff like that. Uh, I know listening to your podcast, you're really into uh, pathfinders and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so I was actually thinking about it because um, although we're, we're like selling these things on Kickstarter and the reason we're selling it is because it costs a lot of money yeah. to, to hire artists, to get this done. And the more money we have, the more faster we can actually get this stuff out. And so uh, I wish I could just give them away all for free and stuff like that. However, I know that one way I could work with Pathfinders is, uh, teaming up in terms of if they have they're raising money for Oshkosh and stuff being able to buy these books in bulk we can really really reduce the price of the book and then they could sell it at the regular price and they and people will buy it I mean uh, normally on Kickstarter when I've done the research on all these different comic book artists 
normally the amount of money that they normally make per book is about 20 to $25 is the, the normal average um, uh, pledge that people make. But for this, uh, the highest, the, the, the one that people are pledging the most is actually $100. So people truly just believe in it and just want to support it, which I'm really happy about. Um, again, uh, we haven't hit our goal, our complete goal yet. We have enough to fund it. Uh, I personally have financed this myself. Um, uh, I'll just be completely transparent here. Uh, for me to produce this uh, has cost me actually $8,000 of wow. my own personal savings. So this is not, this is not a, like a, a get rich quick scheme type yeah. of thing. This is me like sacrificing my funds to be able to, to try to produce something. Because for me, I look at the church and a lot of times we can complain and say, well, why doesn't the church do this? Why doesn't the church do that? Yeah. When I look at it and I do have those concerns too, but it's just like, well, if I want to see something happen and I got to make it myself, if I want to see the church have a nice, good quality comic book, then I got to produce it myself. And so I'm just doing these Kickstarters with the hope and prayer that I can recoup some of these funds so, uh, for my own uh, uh, sake. And if it can actually be raised more than this amount, which we pray for, which we have confidence in God in, then it can be able to support a lot of other Christian artists. There's a lot of starving artists, right? And there's a lot of Christian artists. And I feel like our Christian artists go to Pixar, they go to Disney, but why can't they come back to us, you yeah. know, and, and utilize their talents for the sake of the gospel, you know? And so I, I, hopefully this can spark something in our, in our conference, uh, our worldwide conference to know that art is a, a valuable medium. You know, I look at our early church, our early church, uh, they were very big on visuals. In fact, with the book of Daniel, they would create these mega charts, right? And yes. they would do all these designs. So art and visuals has always been a part of our church. In fact, it's been a part even before Adventist was a thing. That's why you have the sanctuary and you have visions and dreams. God was using the mediums of the time to get a visual message across. And so visuals are, are so important because uh, they say a picture says a thousand words, right? Yeah. So we could preach sermons through the visual mediums. Wow. 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 Pastor Wayne, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We will definitely try to get the links to your um, Kickstarter in the show notes uh, yeah. so that uh, people can support what you're doing. It sounds like an awesome piece of ministry that will definitely impact youth and young adults uh, and really get their imagination flowing when looking at stories of the Bible. As I usually do on this podcast, I give it to the guests to give some words of encouragement for that Christian artist out there that uh, is maybe in Pixar, uh, but is afraid to go out and do something for the Lord. What would you say for yeah. that person? Yeah. Well, before I go into that, let me just say that, again, if they're just listening, they don't have the show notes, they could just go to www danieldreamgazer.com and they can get all the links there but what would i say to a christian artist is that everybody is different and so don't feel like evangelism and youth ministry has to be done one particular way god can and will use you if you allow him to use you not everybody in church might understand your vision but 
God knows what you're thinking about. And if you step out in faith, I know that God will bless you. A quick little story. I was working with one young person in my church and he was going to preach for a youth week of prayer. I know that that's where I found my calling, preaching for a youth week of prayer. So I wanted to work for this young guy. This uh, kid, his parents were talking about he was a problem kid. They were so concerned. Every week, they would, all the time, they would always talk about this kid, how he was so problematic. I went there and started working with him. And he had a hard time with the sermon. And I, I'm not a big fan of just taking the cookie cutter sermon and just reading it. I'm like, no, you got to make it yourself. You got to bring your personality into it. And so I told him, I asked him, what does he like to do? And he, I realized he liked to draw. I was like, what? I like to draw too. And so we actually drew out his sermon. And through drawing out his sermon, he actually was able to memorize his sermon because all he had to do was picture the drawings that he did. So again, you know, I've done comic books for my colleges and for my high school. I even, I would even do comic books in my local church and I would just photocopy and give them out to the kids in the church. There's ways that you can use your gifts for God and don't wait for permission. Don't wait for somebody to ask you, just do it and let God guide you as you start doing it. Use social media, make Instagram stories, do whatever it takes to get your artwork out there so you can tell a story of God's gospel through your art.